Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. search uh look for um who do you want to stalk today yeah <laughs> well you can't even stalk people on facebook anymore because everybody's shit's closed up i remember back in the day dude when facebook first came out if you saw a cute chick you search on facebook and you got to see every Thanks. the trampy picture nobody gave a fuck yeah you know everybody fucking facebook stalked. god damn it i want to buy this game for my phone <laughs> wow that ADD kicked in really quick. <laughs> no, like well, the original Final Fantasy for NES. Oh yeah, the first, yeah. the first American one is is on Windows Phone. It just came to it. It's six ninety nine though. That's kind of a lot for a fucking app. Six ninety nine shit. Yeah, and I and the sad thing is I have the ROM <laughs> on my phone, but I don't. This one's cooler because it's it's made for my phone. You know, so I can save it easier and all that shit. Right. But, and it's all updated to all the graphics. Oh, okay. I love I love this fucking game. This game is so sick, dude. But it's like it's six ninety nine. All right. <laughs> It's like douchebag. <laughs> All right, let me fix that douchebag, and that'd be Adam is the douchebag. Adam bag, <laughs> Michael Riley, douchebag. <laughs> douchebag Central. Are you gonna download the demo of Last of Us? Has it come out? Well, it's gonna come out like two weeks before the. Yeah, I'll probably. I I need to do a demo run anyway, because my Xbox isn't usually hooked up, like. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, Injustice. I think it's today or tomorrow. What's it's still ten? Okay, yeah. So Tuesday. Tuesday, you can get the demo for Injustice. Oh, Playables, playables are Batman, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor. No Joker on that playable. No Harley Quinn on that playable, dude. Come on, it's a demo. And dude, Harley Quinn looks so sick in that game. Did you see the video? Yeah, I did. Oh god. 
And uh, Gotham City's the uh, the setting. Naturally. Naturally, of course. I was surprised it wasn't all like. I'm surprised it wasn't like Batman, Nightwing, and Superman because you know that. <laughs> Just the people that the ones that people care about. Right, right. So I'm surprised they should have put more girls in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and I I kind of I'm kind of pissed about it, but I'll get over it. They should have had more chick fight fight kind of thing. You know, you start tearing shit off. You know how chicks do it. Chicks- yeah, but then that makes it a whole different. Now you now you're playing Dead or Alive volleyball edition shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some silly shit. <laughs> You know, I know you played that game. Don't don't try to hide it. Actually, I didn't. You fucking lying sack of shit. No, I mean I watched the commercial over and over and over again. But you know, I actually <laughs> never played that one because it was like, I think when I looked at it, I go, okay, see now you're just not even trying to you know mask it. <laughs> I like to I like to freak my wife out. I'm on the Windows Phone website mm-hmm. looking at looking at apps. And there's a game that I know she wants that just came out. It's like a, it's like Bejeweled, right. um, but it's Rune Master, and um, I can install it to my phone from here, <laughs> which I think they can all, all the platforms can do. But it freaks her out because she has the phone right now. <laughs> and then it goes ding ding, and the thing just comes up. She's like, "What did I do?" You <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> Contacting your phone. <laughs> It's so dope, though. I'll tell you this real quick before we start. I couldn't find my fucking phone, dude. Like, it fell off the desk, but I don't know where it went. Oh, shit. And I came in the room like, fuck. So I went to the Windows Phone website, logged in, and clicked um, find my phone, and then clicked make ring. And my phone goes, gwang, 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 gwang. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking low jack for your phone. Built in, too, baby. Built in. Oh, I need a... Refill of my Cavassier. <laughs> Cavassier. Better known as Mountain Dew. <laughs> I got my Crystal Geyser, which is actually substituted for vodka. <laughs> Straight up. You're drinking water. It's kind of bitch, dude. Considering everything else I drink, it's <sighs> I should drink water every uh, every once in a while. Do you see me posting every once in a while on, on uh, Twitter? No, actually. I have been. You have been? I've been checking Twitter, but I, I don't know. I, I, but I don't check it quite as often. Because it's boring. <laughs> Dude, the problem with me is is I don't give a fuck what famous people are doing. I usually, for me, it's mostly news sites or people that I like. Like Nathan Fillion, um, you know, Will Wheaton. The, you know, they're usually saying, like, hey, this is what we've got going on. This is what we're doing. Sometimes they're funny. Uh, but I don't really... But most of the stuff that I follow is mostly news sites. Mostly I look for news when I have my Twitter feed. I remember when I when I was first using Twitter, the majority of people I followed were porn stars and models. <laughs> because they would post pictures. That's and true. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I approve this. Lock the door of the bathroom. Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wanna skate on these bitches And that's how you start a hundredth podcast <laughs> Skate on these bitches <laughs> They should gave you people money <laughs> That was 
something. I forgot what I was going to say. What was it? Project X? I haven't seen that many teenage, uh, naked teenage breasts since uh, R. Kelly's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad, though, when you think about it. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's properly true. <laughs> uh, <sighs> should we get this shit going? I guess. All right. What is up, everybody? Woohoo! We've made it. We made it. The Triple Crown. I'm the world's greatest. <laughs> We've made it to podcast number 100. Woo. We have. We have. Woot woot. <laughs> woot woot. <laughs> woot woot. On, a- on April Fool's Day. Yeah, on April Fool's Day. We're recording this. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. April Fool's Day. Not a lot of April Fool. Not a lot of cool April Fool stuff out. But no. 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 But, uh, but before we, we go into some of that stuff. A hundred podcasts, dude. I know. It's just... It's a lot of fucking podcasts. <laughs> I know. It's like... It, when you look at it, or when I look at it, I'm thinking, fuck. I still remember, like, our first podcast. Where we're like, okay, is this... Okay, what are we going to do? Just, okay, these little things? All right. Um, okay, let's see. <laughs> and then go from there. I think our first podcast was, like, two and a half hours long. <laughs> Edited down from, like, three... <laughs> Mm-hmm. God, uh, hanging out in my living room doing the doing the first podcast. I I, I suggested starting an acapella group, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I should uh, should give them a sampling of your um, Christmas muse. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Throw up that <laughs> that twelve days of Christmas. So. Whatever <laughs> remake you did. Like I was drunk. <laughs> there you go. It was Christmas. I had eggnog. <laughs> they spiked that shit with absinthe. <laughs> I was fucked up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, it would have been hit this. Egg. I think we were originally probably slated to hit this like right around our anniversary. But you know, all sorts of shit happened. Like. Adam couldn't do the podcast for a few months, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and all this little stuff. But now we're back and we hit it, and it's still kind of weird. Like, dude, a hundred? We've done a hundred of these things. It's I know. Kind of trippy. It's a hundred, hundred times I've improved people's lives. Yeah, and it's and the fact that we're able to reach out and touch you inappropriately and. And and make you feel good about it. Yeah, that that's that's uh, that's power. <laughs> it is. And you know what? I just like touching people appropriately. <laughs> I was waiting for that. It's really, you know. Yeah. And I, I I've I said it in one of the first podcasts, and I'll say it again to the to the ladies. Nudes are always accepted. Absolutely. All right. You know the email. Don't play games. <laughs> Don't play coy. Right. Anyway, oh. <laughs> it's getting creepy now. I'm creeping myself out. <laughs> Closing the curtains and shit. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Clarissa. <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck? Uh, so, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Finally came back this past week. Doctor Who? <laughs> Doctor Who. I did like the... Wait, say that again. Yeah. 
I haven't realized how much I like being asked that. <laughs> oh, before we even get into this, this is going to be some spoilers. Now, first of all, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you haven't seen Doctor Who yet, shame on you. I've seen it twice. Okay? <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't seen it and you don't want it ruined, then skip ahead a bit. Yeah. Because we're going to fucking decimate it because I don't really give a shit. Um, yeah, because uh, I like the fact that he was like, <laughs> he was the monk. Yeah. <laughs> He's not really he shouldn't be called a monk. <laughs> um uh but I like I like uh, like the phone rings and then she he's uh what does he say to to the other is it a what is it is it a demon? It's a woman. <laughs> he does the sign of the cross. That's the truth though. Seriously. Um I I well like we were talking about before the podcast. You know, I I liked the episode. The episode was good. Fucking Jenna Louise Coleman is ridiculous. Yeah. Look, look. Dude, you know what? They should have took a page out of American cinema, and when she first came on the screen, a light gust of wind to move her hair, slow motion. Oh, yeah. And and she should have been wearing something really skimpy. She should have been stepping out of a pool slowly. There you go. Phoebe Cates, fast. Yes. And the doctor looks, peeking out through the, uh, through the TARDIS doors, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, pulling a Judge Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing in there is his business, but I'm just saying. Um, no, I, I I enjoyed the episode. I liked I liked more the characters, the character development, and the interactions than the story. The story I was kind of like, oh, it's cool, but it, but that's kind of you know it's the first episode of the season. We're not really supposed to give a shit about the story too much because it's a setup. You know, it's all setting up to bigger things, but it's. it's- if you really look at all the ones that introduce all of the new companions, the stories are genuinely weak, but it sets up for the companion joining the Doctor. Yeah. And, that, and that's really why the Doctor finds them interesting. And uh, She it, hasn't officially joined him yet anyway. Well, no. Brexit. She actually told him, come back tomorrow. And he says, why? And she says, because I might say yes. Yeah. Now you know she's going to be cool. And you know she's a cock tease. She's a tease, tease, and she can tease me anytime. You understand what I'm talking about? This is a snog box. <laughs> is that this is work? Yeah. This is always work. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are a lot of lot of references, like a lot of sexual references from her to him, which is fine, which is great, but it totally threw him off his game. Yeah, because he's not used to that. What is it? Like what? So you can, um, yeah. What did she say? So you can. Uh, Oh, where he says you shouldn't you be out with younger people? You mean like you? No, that's not what I meant. I, oh, shut up. Yeah. Oh, she said down boy. <laughs> down boy. <laughs> I I I really liked it. I liked her, and to be honest, yeah, I, like with you, like what you said, I I'm 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 over Amy. I'm interested in this character, so uh, you know I I'm, I have a fun I have a feeling she's going to be the reason for the whole 50th like her storyline's going to go into whatever brings you know well yeah because her her character has transcended time periods so however way they're going to bring in um tenant and rose which has already been confirmed that they're going to be in the 50th it might be in that way that they're going to be crossing over into a time period where the doctor meets the doctor and and stuff like that Hopefully, because I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, 
So we'll we'll see how that works out, and especially if Moffat plays it close to what the five doctors and the three doctors were, it should be it, it should be very very entertaining. Yeah. Um, another one that uh, that we like that we personally like. Of course, we we know that it's probably not coming back next season, uh, which was actually Whitney. And we've said on this podcast, and I think we've even said on the site too, we both like this show. People that don't like it, I don't think really get how a relationship works. Or have friends that, you know, kind of like the friends that she has. Dysfunctional as all fuck. Yeah. Um, but the 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 one hour uh, season finale, I thought, I thought was was funny, and yeah, it did feel like a series finale at the end. You know, finding out kind of like she's you know, she's actually gotten a bit better, and Alex has kind of gotten a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah, they're meeting in the middle. Yeah, they're meeting happily in the middle, and uh, but I, I I did like the 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 half hour before the finale, when uh, what's her name gets uh, Roxanne gets stabbed with the dart. Yeah, that's slow. That slow as she looks at the drink. <laughs> You know, like wow, <laughs> and then it shows everyone else, and they're just frozen in fear. Uh, like John saying, nobody does anything. Well, you don't want to do anything because you don't want to freak the other person out. Yeah, you're waiting to see their reaction before you actually say anything. Like, you know, it's kind of like if 21 Jump Street, when everybody froze when uh, Jonah Hill, he's like, I've got stabbed. When the fuck did I get stabbed? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you wait for that response. At, uh, <laughs> that. I mean, there, there might be that guy that goes, holy shit. <laughs> That's about it. Where she's like, Alex, do something. I did. I did. Didn't you hear me scream? Yeah. <laughs> I like him so much because he does remind he, he's he is basically every guy in a relationship. <laughs> I like I like when he said like there was one episode where he goes, he goes. Oh, I forgot how to fight with you. That one where, <laughs> that one where he was, uh, his ex was over. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I forgot how to fight with you. Um, <laughs> when he's apologizing to uh, Whitney's friend, he's like, okay, I'm not used to apologizing to uh, somebody other than Whitney. So. And it's so true because all men do that in a relationship. There's specific ways you play out a situation with your significant other, like your wife or your girlfriend, because you know that. See, women think they're so fucking complicated, but they're really not. Oh. They they all respond in the same exact way to the same exact shit, and you just have to keep <laughs> keep your calm and just say specific things and just get through it. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't say you were poor. I just said you were in between money. Yeah. <laughs> How are you in between money? And it's like, and the darts in her back. What? Kept trying to change the subject, <laughs> or when, when he's when he's reading the iPad and he goes, "Oh, this is amazing! I know, right? If you cook the bacon extra crispy, you can't tell it's past its due date." And he just throws that. Oh, I like. Oh, oh man, but and I like <laughs> I like what my favorite part, and it so reminded me of you and me, was when um the guy that plays the bar owner and his employee. And he's, they're going to play darts, and he's like, I'm going to, he goes, what do you say? I'm going to, um, 
I'm going to do so many things to your ass. You know, when he's like challenged into the dark skin, he goes, wait, no, no, that's no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it. That's, that's funny. <laughs> I saw that. No. It reminded me of you. Me like, wait, no, no, that's good. <laughs> We're going to play it. We're going to play it through. I'm like, look, the board's too high, these darts are too heavy, and I suck. But I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna crush you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was funny, and there was, there was just so much um, resolution in the last part of it yeah. that made me feel like that show's not coming back next next year, and that and that kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Because I, mean, I really liked it. It's one of the few shows you actually stuck with. Yeah, and well, Two Broke Girls is coming back. That's partly written by Whitney Cummings. I just like Whitney Cummings. You just like her name. Huh. <laughs> I like a lot of things about Whitney Cummings. It has a lot to do with her name. Okay. No, I think she's really funny. Yeah. I, and and I, I mean, I hear so many people like, this show's stupid. And it's like, no, you just don't have friends. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't want to be that guy that says, you don't, you don't like it because you don't get it. But I think it is one of those shows. Like, because not only is it the whole relationship thing, but Whitney Cummings also is someone that you might not fully understand yeah. her humor or appreciate it or like it or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I dig it. I dig how it's always just on the cusp of being too yeah. inappropriate for television. <laughs> that it's on at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. Well, that's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a reach there, but you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like that show. Everybody, I am glad they got rid of that Neil guy, the the redhead's um, what, fiance or whatever. Yeah, that was annoying. Did work out well for them, and bring in that other guy who was so on the verge of being either pimp or a complete whiny bitch, which uh, which was hilarious. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, I know I'm a I'm a bit uh, a bit sad that I think that show's not coming back either. But I mean, most of those guys have booked pilots. So if they get picked up, unless NBC goes ahead and says, you know what, we're going to bring you all back, you know, then, you know, then at least we may be able to see them on other shows, but we won't see them as those characters, which kind of bums me out. What are you going to do? You know, it, it happens. Yeah, and it's it, NBC. It reminds me of Firefly. It's Firefly all over again. <laughs> it never ends. Uh, when? Well, well, well. All right. Well, I think it's time we uh, jump into the news. So, in in movie and television news, all our prayers have been answered. Well, at least for those of you that were hoping for the 10th Doctor and Rose Tyler uh, to appear in the upcoming 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, which we mentioned a little earlier in the uh, random roundtable. After months of yes and no, it's, it's now official that David Tennant and Billy Piper return for the 50th anniversary. BBC made it official on their website Saturday, the day that the second part of season seven uh, hit the airwaves. Earlier in the year, it was reported that Piper was never asked about appearing in the 50th episode, but it was also known that Stephen Moffat had never completed the script. Uh, the episode, which begins filming next week, has only uh, has not only the current Doctor and Jenna Louise Coleman, but will feature John Berriman, who keeps saying yes and no, so you just kind of have to be like, you know, I'm going to wait <laughs> until it, <laughs> as well as Piper and Tennant. 
uh, it's my belief that Coleman's character will be the source of the reason for the Doctors to reunite. But it was reported that many, obviously not all, would appear in the 50th anniversary episode and others would make a computer-generated appearance. Although in uh, recent news, uh, a few old Doctors have not been asked to return. So it's weird to see how this turns out, but I'm sure we will get more news as production begins. Uh, if you, those of you that have uh, Instagram or, or um, Doctor on Facebook or BBC, you actually got a picture today of Tennant and Matt Smith both holding the 50th anniversary script in their hands. So I guess that kind of – I guess some people were saying, if this is an April Fool's joke, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that might be dangerous play a joke like that uh all right so moving along to something equally as important not really um while the evil dead remake is about to hit theaters on april 5th uh director fede fede oh yeah i was gonna say like no it doesn't sound like sam raimi but i forgot fede alvarez uh, had a sit-down with former Evil Dead headliner Bruce Campbell uh, about a possible crossover between the two different versions of the movie, which kind of reminded me of that um, Pimp My Ride meme. <laughs> like, we heard you like Evil Dead, so we put an Evil Dead inside your Evil Dead so you can watch Evil Dead while you're watching Evil Dead. <laughs> I don't know, I just thought that was funny. I tickled myself, really. Um, Campbell, a fan favorite for a variety of reasons was hushed about a possible cameo in this new Evil Dead film, but said yes when asked if he would make an appearance in any sequels to the movie. Bruce Campbell, who played Ash in the former Evil Dead 1 and 2, as well as Army of Darkness, has said for years that he wouldn't mind coming back into the role in a future film. Campbell also goes on to say that he would love to see an Evil Dead 4 continuing from his films. This would see Sam Raimi, the original director, and Campbell himself returning to make another film, more than likely leaning more towards comedy than horror, seeing as the third film, Army of Darkness, was comedic gold. (laughs) Only only time can tell if any of this will come true, but it's nice to see this cult classic getting some attention these days. So I'm actually a huge fan, huge fan of the Evil Dead movies in the Army of Darkness. Anytime I hear someone talking about it, I get excited. I don't really think there will be an Evil Dead 4 continuing from Bruce Campbell's movies. He is getting a little old. Yeah. But um, it was it's just cool. I like to see a cult classic in the news. Will yeah. I see the new one? Probably not, because the new one who plays the girl under the trap door is scaring the piss out of me. <laughs> I fucking... I'm on YouTube, and, and I'm watching... Real pathetic. Well, it's not really pathetic, but just real dorky. I'm watching uh, Magic the Gathering tournament videos. Oh, jeez. Because I rock, you know. And sure. um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, it says Evil Dead for like a second, and then the chick pops up. Yeah. And it, you see her talking. It says, don't change it, don't change it, don't change it, don't change it. And then it zooms in real quick. And this is Evil Dead again. And literally, I was halfway across the room, and I didn't even notice that I had moved back. And I was scared. So you lost your partial while you were watching the uh, magic? No, but I'm just... No. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to tell you this. Watch it, just one video. I know you don't know how the game's played. 
But watch them play a Magic the Gathering tournament. Dude, they move so fucking fast. Like, I was like, I'm going to watch it, you know, because I, I started playing Magic again. So I was like, I'm going to watch it to uh, to brush up on the scales. And I'm like, I have no idea what these people are doing. <laughs> because they're moving at lightning fucking speed. Like, done. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, enjoy the game a little bit. Shit. <laughs> Flipping the table and shit. Like, I don't get this. <laughs> I watched the video where someone flipped the table because they lost. Oh. But it was uh, it was staged, but it was still funny as shit. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't. Know. I'm probably not gonna be watching that one. I mean, to me, it's just now. It's just a. It's just another horror movie. And yeah. uh, I, I, you know, there was something about the Evil Dead movies, and mostly, I for me, it was Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. that that made me actually watch those movies. And yeah, Army of Darkness is fucking. Just brilliant. If they try to remake Army of Darkness, I'm gonna be so that pissed. might be one that I'll be upset about. Yeah, because it's 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 a movie that stands stands up. Even it doesn't matter how old it is. Yeah, and and you can you get I get the whole you know remaking it a serious horror movie because the first two they were campy, but you know if they had the money for it, they would have been a little more you know what it is now. It has one of my Evil Dead Two Dead Dead by Dawn has my one of my favorite lines from any movie in history, which is girl gets practically raped by trees. <laughs> They're in a cabin in the woods. Right. And she runs into the cabin and Bruce Campbell says, did something in the woods do this to you? I literally, I almost shit myself. I was laughing so fucking hard. I laughed for 15 minutes straight. I had to rewind the film, the VHS, by the way, right? so I can see what I had missed, rewound it too far, heard the line again, and <laughs> laughed for an equal amount of time. <laughs> Guess what else is going to do that? <sighs> oh, my God. It was so... And it had to have been planned. It had to have been planned. It was just so amazing. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But I, I think that yeah, if they try to do Eve, uh, Army of Darkness, that would just be wrong. And and yeah, I don't know if we really need a sequel to it because the problem is, is too much time has passed, and and how how well can you really keep up f- from that when it's been what thirty years or something? You know, from from that film so i don't know all right well by the way just let everyone know army of darkness screwhead edition blu-ray 962 on amazon just saying (laughs) if you haven't seen it get it (laughs) oh man all right in uh gaming news this week ooh, rockstar has made it a bit like christmas in recent months by releasing all their grand theft auto series from the playstation 2 era for the yeah. PlayStation 3. Yeah. Well, there's a couple left for them to release, and this week your collection will be complete. Rockstar confirmed via CVG that Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories will be coming to the PlayStation Store for the um, PS uh, for the PS3 this week. The game will run you 9.99, um, and then uh, like 9.99, some weird European logo. And then uh, another nine ninety nine pounds. No, because the other one is seven ninety nine pounds. Euros? Maybe euros. Uh, each, 
and uh, which is the going rate for their for these games. Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories was originally released for the PSP, which most people probably don't remember, in 2005 and 2006, respectively. I had it. And yeah, I had uh, Liberty Cities, Liberty City Stories for the PSP, but then were was ported to the PS2 a year later. And since the PlayStation Store normally updates on Tuesday uh, in the U.S. and Wednesday in the EU, everybody should be able to get those games in the coming week. Uh, now, there's probably a few of you that don't remember what the fuck these games are about. <laughs> like, wait, I remember. We have the synopsis of both games on the website, thelazygeeks.com. So you can definitely be sure to check them out. Although, keep in mind, it is... Grand Theft Auto, so you don't have to go headlong into them. Like, you know, you're not going to like you sit there and go, oh, my God. Oh, this is interesting. There's so many layers. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking Grand Theft Auto game. Come on, you know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I heard the new one's going to be dope, but that's that's the new one. Oh, yeah. Well, duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> Pat was saying, I was uh, when I was talking to Patrick yesterday. He was saying he goes, he would actually buy. He goes that if they offered it in a collector set, all PS2 era Grand Theft Auto. He goes, I'd buy it, and I go, that would be kind of cool, just everything. Yeah, that would be dope. I think I'd buy that too. Yeah. So tell me about this thing Dude. that I wish I had in my hands right now. Dude. Dude. Seriously. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are people out there, myself included, and I know Steve as well, that love to play classic games from years past. Games from a childhood in the 80s and early 90s were a bit different than the games you see nowadays, being less like a movie and more like a game. <laughs> the problem is some of those old school consoles are hard to find, and when you do find them, people are charging way too much for them anyway. The solution? Hyperkin's Retron 5. Yes. yes. The Retron 5 is a dream for any classic gamer that allows you to play a lot of your old favorites just like you used to on the television. The console supports NES, Super NES, Genesis, Game Boy, <laughs> and this new model adds Famicom support. What? Mother fucker. <sighs> the most interesting addition to the console is the Famicom capabilities which haven't been in any previous renditions of the console, which I just said. Um, <laughs> so here's a quote. We found that we could add the Famicom cartridge slot without hindering our current development cycle, said Steve Marr, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Hyperkin's executive director. We wanted to allow gamers all over the world to be able to play their favorite games with a myriad of different options to enhance the overall gaming experience. So the Retron 5 includes six controller ports to cover all of the systems supported, as well as a Bluetooth controller with built-in macro buttons. So let me explain that. When I say all the systems supported, I mean all the fucking systems controllers. So if you have an NES controller, there's a port for that. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, that I, I, got, a, I got a partial right now. I know. The system uses a now standard HDMI port, and we'll even have shaders that will mark up your games to a 720, uh, 720p resolution. Obviously, not true 720, but at least it will fit your damn screen. It won't look like shit. <laughs> um, 
much like ROMs on a computer, you'll be able to save states of games that may not even have a save feature as well, like like the original Mario titles. Um, last but not least, the Retron 5 supports games from both PAL and NSTC, so Europe is covered too. Um, this to me is much is a must-have for anyone who has an old collection of cartridges sitting on a shelf somewhere just begging to be played. No release date has been set as of yet, but head over to Hyperkin's blog, uh, which we have a link for on lazygeeks.com, um, for more details as they come in. Dude, I am getting, I am getting this. Oh yeah, I, I, it's not even it's it's not even a debate. Like I turned to my wife and I was telling her about it. She goes, "Oh, that's pretty cool, honey. You'd really like that." I'm like, "Oh no, we're getting it." <laughs> and she goes, "Well, how much is it?" I'm like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> now I do want to tell people currently there is a Retron Four. Which is the older version. Um, that one does not support the Famicom, um, and it has a, a few other things that it doesn't have. I would wait for the five. Yeah. And even if you'll never use the Famicom, the Famicom port, at least you know it's there, and you can tell people, oh, "I play Famicom cards in my house." You know, because you know you're a true classic gamer when you call them cards. Yeah. <laughs> I just the, the fact that you can. I mean, Adam and I after the podcast last week, we sat online. And we're looking through a bunch of uh, uh, sites that sold old school NES, Super NES uh, um, games, and we were just like, "Oh my god, that one, dude!" It's like, "Oh god," could actually get those and just like have a, you know, well, of course, have a, a, a can of air, you know, because you know you need to blow into those sometimes. <laughs> dude, that's just, oh man, I just want to know go- a price. If you go to the blog, if you go to the blog, you'll see. Um, do we have a link on the website? We do. If you go to our website, lazygeeks.com, um, and you find that article about the Retron Five, which is R E Tron, <laughs> and the number five. If you don't know how to spell Tron, I don't know why you're listening. Um, <laughs> if you go to their blog and you you click on what's now the first article about the a Retron 5 announcement. You'll see a lot of cool pictures um, showing off the entirety of the system, the controller, the interface, um, even what the shaders will do um, to different games and whatnot. Because it says uh, they have a comparison of, of, I think this is Ryu, <laughs> or the other one <laughs> from the game, the one with the red. Um <laughs> Oh, it yeah. says 300% zoom on Super Nintendo, or Super Nintendo, and it looks all fucking fuzzy. And then it says 300% zoom on Retron 5, and it's crystal clear. Nice. So it's it's um it's just really cool. You know they should not they shouldn't call it a Retron 5. They should call it the Skeet Machine. The Skeet. The Skeet beat. There you go. The Skeet, motherfucker. <laughs> and, it, and it it plays all the Game Boy cards. Like it plays. Okay, so it plays um, Genesis and MD. I don't even know what MD is, and I know I know a lot of shit about gaming, and I forgot what MD is. Um, it says SNES and SFC. Forgot what that was too. <laughs> NES, the Family Cards, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and original Game Boy. Fuck, you play Pokemon on this shit. Shit, that's just gonna be cool. You're gonna have to buy it, and we got a. This comes with a plastic drop, uh, with a plastic drop cloth. It won't be enough. Yeah, I know, right? Buy two. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, you, you might remember this. Hyperkin also 
is the maker of the Superboy portable pocket Super Nintendo. Oh fuck. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's pretty fucking legit. So you could pick that up now for eighty bucks. If you so if you feel so inclined. <laughs> if you, so. Exactly. If you do. If you will. Yes. Right. Well, moving into uh, comic news before that takes up a whole another half hour of the podcast. There is no other news. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who claims to be a comic book fan has to know the name Warren Ellis. Now, that doesn't mean you have to like the guy, but I have always liked his work, and it's been nearly three years since he's done any work for Marvel, but that is about to change. It was revealed via Amazon which Ellis is, uh, that Ellis is returning to the publisher in a out-of-continuity graphic novel, which is unusual for Marvel since the only ones they've been focusing on lately have been their Season 1 books. The graphic novel entitled Avengers Endless Wartime is slated for an October release and will apparently be focused on Captain America. The introduction to, um, to the novel will be by Clark Craig, Agent Coulson himself, and then afterward done by none other than Stan Lee. The book is slated for twenty four ninety nine and is available for pre order now on Amazon. Uh, this, the fact that Warren Ellis is actually even coming back to this because I used to read like, uh, oh my god, the um, shit, I totally forgot the the Authority. I used to read ah. his book, The Authority, and really, really enjoyed that book and. and and uh, some of the stuff he did on, on Marvel, too. But I was like going, ooh, Warren Ellis, really? That's yes. Cool. That's going to be cool. Um, but there's no actual firm release date on it. But it's supposed to be sometime in October. But, of course, we'll follow that up whenever we, whenever more information presents itself. Whenever we give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Motherfucker. <laughs> What kind of dicks like that, to be honest? Um, it's my turn, right? It's my yeah. turn. So this comes from comicbookmovie.com because I neglected to do a comic book story this week. So, yeah. Um, and then they got it from forward slash film. So <laughs> the, guys over at, the guys over at forward slash film recently took part in a 10-hour marathon podcast which featured appearances from the likes of uh, Rian Johnson, Damon Lind- Lindelof, yeah, and lost. Brian, yeah, whatever, and Brian Singer. I don't. I think after a hundred episodes, it's firmly confirmed that I do not give a shit how to pronounce people's names. <laughs> I just don't have cool names like mine. Easy to, rem- you know. I'm just saying. As you can see below, which you can. <laughs> young adult director Jason, not a young adult, by the way. The the Young adult, like okay. the movie, young adult. Yeah, yeah. Jason Reitman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, told the site that Fox wanted him to reteam with writer Diablo Cody mm-hmm. and actress Ellen Page. I like Ellen Page. Um, they worked together in Juno, if you didn't know, uh, for a solo Kitty Pride movie. So this is the below part that you can't see. Um, Jason Reitman revealed that at one point, 20th Century Fox talked to him about possibly directing a Kitty Pride X-Men standalone movie starring Ellen Page and written by Diablo Cody. The three combined to make the Oscar-winning film Juno, and Reitman also directed Cody's next script, Young Adult, um, which I've never even heard of. So um, that doesn't say that. That's me talking now. 
Now I'm back. <laughs> now I'm going to start reading again. Um, and while Reitman's X film obviously didn't happen, Page will return in the role uh, of yeah, in the role for X Men: Days of Future Past. So the reason I put this up is because I thought it would have been interesting to see a Kitty Pride movie. To be honest, um, and go because her backstory is kind of complicated, like her involvement with Colossus and stuff right. like that. But I, I thought it would have been cool because I think um, I think Ellen Page is a really good actress, for one, and she's you know easy on the eyes. Um, I I always felt that she looked like she was twelve. Why do you have to ruin this for me? <laughs> Because, I mean, I know Kitty Pride's supposed to be young, and she's supposed to interact with, like, Bobby and all of them. But she all, she just looked like she was 12. And it just, I don't know, I mean, it, yeah, granted, I would have liked to have seen her, her story and stuff like that. But they also were supposed to do a Magneto origin film, like, mm-hmm. like Wolverine. But because Wolverine <laughs> didn't do so hot, they kind of shit-canned all of them and then went for the reboot instead. Um I would have liked to have seen that too, but I don't know just how much younger she could have looked. Listen to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm thinking of Ellen Page now from like Inception. Yeah, not Ellen. Pa- I just want to clarify. I'm not saying Ellen Page <laughs> you from sick the perver- X-Men movie was easy on the eyes. I'm you saying sick- Ellen Page now is. You sick, perverted bastard. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Um, and be that as it may, that's not the main. That's not the main point we're trying to make here. Um, now it's we. Now I've dragged you into this den. Um, oh, I, you I, fucking asshole! You fucking asshole! Yeah, and I was reading the comments uh, on this article, and one thing, <laughs> one thing was um, that really poked out to me was uh, now I'm forgetting. Fuck. Oh, that the. the Marvel could have their own, like, universe just with X-Men alone. Oh, yeah. Like, right now they have the, the Avengers universe, basically, of movies going on. They could do that again with the X-Men. Well, Easily. Oh, yeah. So, I think they should do I think they should make more origin movies. Well, unfortunately, Fox owns them. Unless they paid, like, a gazillion dollars to get the X-Men back. And well, then... When does that expire, though? Who knows? Because I thought that already expired. That's why the other movie came out. No, it was only um, uh, what was it? That's uh, it was Fantastic Four and Daredevil that were up, and oh. uh, they had the Daredevil. They get, let lapse, but they because um, no one gave a fuck. <laughs> yeah, because no, because uh, nobody apparently could figure out that they could do like anything good with Daredevil, and uh, Fantastic Four they opted to keep. So. Because apparently they think pe- more people give a fuck about Fantastic Four. Well, more people do give a fuck about Fantastic Four than Daredevil. Most people should do. they or should they not is up for debate. But... <laughs> okay, okay, that I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> the Fantastic Four is a little more well known because Jessica Alba was in the other ones. That's the, probably the only reason people know. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> uh, Daredevil. Daredevil is one of those heroes. That it's 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 like baseball. You have to see it to see how cool it is. Because and I'm not talking about the movie. I'm just talking about the character. Um, <laughs> if you sit there, who's Daredevil? Um, a blind lawyer that fights crime in a costume. So people he, are gonna go. That's 
Bat- fucking retarded. That's Batman blind. A blind yeah. Batman. It's a so, blind Batman. Yeah. That's basically what he is anyway. Right. Um, but when you read the books, it's it's pretty dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and and, and it is kind of Marvel's Batman. Let's let's be let's be honest here. Well, I mean, he's not a millionaire. I mean, Marvel's Batman is really Tony Stark. Because he's rich, he can make all this cool stuff. I mean, you got Daredevil who's agile, you know, he's got the extra senses, you know, which came from <laughs> radioactivity waste that fell out of a truck and hit him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Fucking Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let, let's, let's also further clarify. We're clarifying clarifications now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that there is no Marvel version of Batman because there is no, no one like Batman. Because Batman wins everything. Oh, Jesus. Okay? <laughs> so, let's move right along. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> to technology news. <laughs> In, uh, into uh, Wayne Industries, otherwise known as technology news. Yeah. Uh, distributed denial of service attacks are all fun and games until the internet threatens to melt your face melt your face <laughs> what some security firms are calling the biggest ddos attack we have ever seen has been taking place between two companies yeah two companies are threatening to take down the entire internet okay well maybe not the entire internet but it could have some impact on your internet speed give me a chance to explain there are two companies spam house and cyberbunker no they're not pornos but uh, And they're not hipster jargon. But there are two companies that deal with spam. One blocks it, and the other one originates it. Spam House blacklists what it considers sources of email spam and sells those lists to Internet service providers. CyberBunker is uh, the controversial web hosting company that, has blacklisted, um, that was blacklisted by Spam House as the originator of the spam email. Well, early last week, DDoS attacks began hitting spammers shortly after Cyberbunker was placed on the blacklist. While Cyberbunker hasn't taken responsibility for the attacks, why would they? You can see where I'm going with this. Uh, Spam House contacted Cloudflare to help mediate the attacks to keep themselves online during the attacks, which they did. As Mashable described, Cloudflare was able to shield the DDoS attack across multiple data centers, which allows the sites to remain online and give the attacker a good old middle finger salute. Quote, usually these DDoS attacks are have a kind of natural cap in their size, which is around 100 gigabytes per second. Cloudflare CEO Matthew Prince told Mashable. This should, uh, that should be enough to shut them down, um, shut down the attack, but the hack- hackers had another trick up their sleeve. Since they couldn't bring down Spamus, they decided to go after Cloudflare's own network providers by exploiting the well-known exploit of the domain name service, otherwise known as DNS, which is a key piece of the internet. <laughs> Quote, the inter, uh, the interesting thing is that they're stopping, they stopped going after us directly and started going after all the steps upstream from us, said Prince, going after our immediate transit providers, then going after the transit, um, their transit providers. The attack works by the attacker spoofing the victim's IP address, sending a request to an open resolver, and then the resolver is reflecting back in the larger response to the victim, and then amplify the attack. The DNS um, resolvers are connected in large lanes of bandwidth. Hackers were able to amplify the DDoS attack from 100 gigabytes per second to somewhere around 300 gigabytes per second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> which uh, Prince claim is certainly the largest attack we've ever seen. Mostly the feud is slowing down Internet in parts of Europe, but with them accessing DD, um, DNS, uh, which security firms have been wanting to patch but never got around to, could slow down your bandwidth regardless of where you are in the world. Quote, the good news is that the attack like this has really woken up a lot of the networking industry, and these things that they have talked about um, for quite some time are now being implemented, said Prince. So basically, it's a basically it's a, a dick waving contest, mm-hmm. and uh, well, with with Prince involved, yeah, with <laughs> oh. <laughs> it needed to be said. It had to. It had to. So if your internet's been a little slow over the last week, you know, because we do have uh, listeners overseas, um, you know, you know why. Yeah. You broke the fucking internet. Dude, seriously, if someone truly broke the internet, which is technically an impossibility, but if someone... Just broke the internet. Let's say it's a cartoon now and someone unplugged it. Right. Someone would kill them. <laughs> I know. I can't get to my porn. I can't get to... I can't show people what I just had for lunch. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I can't get my Starbucks app to work. <laughs> How am I gonna get my coffee, bitches? I don't remember where anything is anymore. <laughs> my memory is a worldwide interwebs. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> bitches be bitches. Bitches be bitches when they be bitches on they bitches, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> no. I ain't ashamed of it either. <laughs> Not to clarify. Right. From the fucking streets. I right, anyway. <laughs> so Mozilla, who makes Firefox, by the way, um, and Epic Games have brought the Unreal Engine to the Firefox web browser without using any plugins like Flash. Thank God. Um, <laughs> it only took a staggering four days to complete the task porting the game engine in JavaScript code. Uh, Vladimir Vukuzovic. Vukuzovic. Yeah, Vladimir Vukuzovic. Shit. Let the record state that I said it right the first time. A Mozilla engineer said his company wants to make the web a better platform for high-end video games. Mozilla also noted it's opening up the path to web-based games on mobile, revealing it's working with partners that include Disney, EA, and Cut the Rope creator uh, Zeptolab, who are using the same JavaScript tech to bring performance optimizations to their top-rated games. This is a pretty impressive feat and a viable one at that. With the Unreal 3 engine, game game developers could make some pretty serious-looking web games that play the full-fledged AAA titles. That play like full-fledged AAA titles, sorry. Um, Check out the video below that you can't see. (laughs) Um, Honestly pretty badass and and i came from a a perspective of there's there's a big problem right now and you can say it's microsoft's fault but i wouldn't see why they wouldn't do so the window the windows phones the reason why games don't come on it very quickly is because other other platforms android and iphone use OpenGL for their graphics 
um, Windows Phone uses DirectX, which is the same on the con- on on uh, on the computer side too. Right. But the problem is, is all these people that have games for the other, co- they have to rewrite the entire code of their game to work in DirectX. So obviously, that's a pain in the ass. Now, if we can get this Unreal Engine 3 working in some mobile browsers, well, it don't mean, it'll give no never mind, basically. <laughs> you know. And I think that's pretty cool. But um, I think I think it would be pretty cool if, if they can really get that going and, and get some pretty cool because like they have web games now that are cool, but they require so much plugins. Yeah, it, it's just a pain in the ass. And something's yeah. gonna crash. It crashes, or it's slow, or it's RuneScape. You know, a bunch of other <laughs> fucking problems. <laughs> RuneScape. Yeah. <sighs> I, yeah. I mean, it's it's the next step, and I, I think what's happening is that the the technology is advancing so much that the people that make the shit happen aren't haven't quite caught up yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, you know, that, you know that's right, homie. Yeah. yeah. So they need to get their shit together. Don't be Adobe. Mm. Don't be a punk. Please, yeah. please. Yeah, don't be a punk bitch like Adobe. Cause no one needs to be a punk bitch like Adobe. A punk bitch is being nice. Yeah. Because you know what's up. Yeah. And and Adobe, that sound you just heard, that was the mic dropping. Mm-hmm. Jesus, dude. That's right. <laughs> no, Adobe's been pissing me off for a couple years now, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, I think it's a perfect segue into our douchebag. No, the- ain't no segue. Fuck Adobe. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Flip a table. So- no. <laughs> um, this one, Adam kind of agreed with me on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Our Adobe, our um, Adobe, <laughs> yeah, so we should call it our, do, our Adobe uh, pick of the week. <laughs> I don't know our, if they're that bad. No, no. Our douchebag of the week this week is T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. So T-Mobile is trying to change up the game in the race to take some market share away from the popular three wireless providers. Yesterday they, or well, actually yesterday on the article, but it was last week, they finally dropped the A-bomb in wireless terms for trying to gain customers to the T-Mobile experience. However, when you are looking at higher overall fees, you may think the two-year contract is a better way to go. The wireless care is giving customers the option of a no-contract service versus that of a traditional two-year contract. It is designed to give the illusion that a customer has a choice in getting a smartphone. However, their no-contract plan seems a lot like a contract plan. They've begun offering an unlimited talks and tech and web option that includes about one gigabyte of data for one phone for about 50 bucks, which is a savings, uh, which you can increase the um, data levels and price go and the prices go up to like two gigabytes for 60 bucks four will run you 70. Uh, you get the picture. However, with the non-contract option, you don't get the highly discounted phones that many other um, people get on other providers. You will have to pay a larger upfront fee for the phone and a small monthly charge until the phone is paid off. You also have the option to pay for the phone entirely on day one. Now, according to CNET, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S3 for an upfront fee of $109.99 with an additional $20 a month for 24 months. Or you can pay the full price of the phone, which will run you about $549.99. 
Now, to me, it does seem uh, it does have a cheaper payout than the contract option. But for two gigabytes, you can get about um, through two gigabytes, you can get out just about a hundred bucks a month, as opposed to other providers that'll charge you thirty for the phone and fifty for the plan. Yet you still need to pay the phone over the next two years. So I'm failing to see the upside in this. Now, to when I did some a little more research on this, because I kind of felt like maybe I was missing something. Maybe there was something that I wasn't catching. That and you know it's bullshit when you feel like you're missing something. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 it was just one of those things where I'm like, there's got to be something else. Why is this cool and why is everybody like, oh, they're going no contract? And I think they were solely going on the fact that it was just being listed as no contract. Because right. here's the deal. you got to pay the price of the phone over the next 24 months. Now, in the fine print, if you decide you have no contract, so you can skip out at any time. However – However, <laughs> you will need to pay off the phone before you bail. So, which means that if you have the phone for about three months, then you go ahead and say, okay, well, I want out. That's fine. You just have to pay the remaining balance of the phone. See, listen, you're not getting it, okay? It's not a contract. You're just under a signed agreement to continue paying for it until the term is over. Yeah, exactly. Better known as a contract. <laughs> I know, right? Fucking Christ. And I understand, like, the correlation between, okay, so you're paying a physical thing. It's almost like Rent-A-Center, to be honest, which is even worse than a contract. But it's an obligation that you're making. You know, it's it's so it's just so cloak and dagger, dude. Like, it's bullshit. And T-Mobile has, is becoming, if not already – the the bullshit cell phone company. <laughs> yeah, like AT and T's probably very happy about all this. Oh, I'm sure. But even if you had or, or were considering taking your because AT and T iPhone fives were are promised to work on a T Mobile network. Now here's the issue: when you take your iPhone five from AT and T and you know actually want to make calls on it using another provider, you can use it on. T-Mobile. The problem is, is they haven't upgraded their network yet. They're in the process of doing it. So your network is actually on a different frequency than AT&T. So the problem is, is a quote-unquote 4G is actually really fast 3G. Right. Which is a little lame. But, and then now they're getting their own iPhone 5 on, uh, I think it's later this, I think it's around the 24th or something like that of April. But my whole thing and the reason why they're the douchebags and, and that whole iPhone thing is just whatever. To me, it's just a sleight of hand is really what it is. Mm-hmm. When you have people going, oh, it's a no contract thing, you still do have to pay for the phone. So, I mean, granted, if you have the 550 to pay off the S3 on your, uh, on your day one, then it's cool. Then you're like, OK. Then if you bail, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. That's okay. You have the phone. It's cool. But if you're like, oh, well, I'll pay the, you know, 100 and 200 bucks for the phone and then go ahead or 109 bucks. You think, oh, 109 bucks instead of, you know, 200 bucks or whatever. You pay that, but you got to pay the extra 20 bucks. So you're not paying the quote unquote early termination fee. You're just paying off the product that they gave you. It's not like you can go, oh, well, I didn't use the whole phone so i'm going to return the phone and then get out of my contract don't work that way 
you're owning the device. Yeah. So for me, that really is kind of a fuck you. You don't read the fine print. If we bullshit enough on this, you'll think you're getting a deal. Right. Which is bullshit. Right. And I don't know. Yeah. So for me, I think this is a complete douchebag move on AT&T. It'll be great for marketing. It's amazing for marketing because you'll see people go, oh, no contract. Cool. I'll sign up with them. And then you realize, well, yeah, you pay off the phone over two years. But if I leave, I don't have to pay an early termination fee. Yeah, you don't have to pay an early termination fee. Cool. But you do have to pay off the phone. What? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I don't speak uh, Mexican. What are you saying? I don't speak bullshit. (laughs) And the sad thing is I do speak bullshit. It's bullshit, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I declare shenanigans on this one. I declare shenanigans all over their face. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They, I I remember because I saw it on the show notes, and I had no idea. What, really, had little to know. I just know T-Mobile was up to some shenanigans. That's all I really knew. Um, and then once it was explained to me, it was confirmed full on shenanigans. Yeah. So, you know. All right. Well, we have uh, we have a couple of site comments this week. Do we? Yeah, yeah. We actually have time for them too. Okay. <laughs> is is the fir- these are both from you, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Because nobody likes me. Fucking assholes. I had a lot of blogs this week, though. I know. I get a lot of likes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of likes, yeah. Uh, uh, on my story about the Last of Us demo, which is coming out two weeks before the game is released, so right around the end of May, and I had made a comment at the end of like, you know, are you going to be jonesing for that one, or are you going to actually just wait for the wait for the game to come out? And Vinatron said, this looks stunning, but I definitely won't get too carried away with the demo and pre-order before I have a proper go on it. So, with his with the way he says, I'm not sure if he meant that he won't get too carried away with the demo or the pre-order, and then wait till he has a proper maybe like rent it first before he buys it, which right. makes sense. I mean, yeah, it does make sense. It, it makes a lot of sense, and but it's <laughs> like I've been seeing this like trailers and things for this game for like what two E3s now, uh, probably three now with this with the other one coming up in June. It, I'm I know I'm gonna buy that day one. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. And then CM Rock, who's not one of the Beastie Boys. Uh, <laughs> he should be. <laughs> uh, for my review of Olympus Has Fallen, as bad as the CG is in some parts, the movie does deliver in action, and that's all I want to see and enjoy. Uh, I, I I agree. I actually... Did I tell you I saw that? Olympus? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was it really was Die Hard in the White House. <laughs> um but uh, it was good. I, mindless actually, that was definitely a one to go with. So, yeah. All right. Any? I I I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hey, you you started playing. Wait, you started playing Magic. The, um, the oh, game. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, my, How, do we have that much time? We have a little bit of time. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I started playing Magic the Gathering again, and um. I'm very excited. I, I love collectible card games. I always have, and I stopped playing it 
because there just wasn't anyone to play. And now that technology has advanced, I can actually... See, my problem is is I have a very poor memory. And Steve can attest to this fact. And it's with everything. I just forget everything. So if I'm not practicing the game, I forget everything. I forget, like, my strategies and all that shit. So now I can play online <laughs> for free, basically. And then also I have some friends here that, that play as well. So it's it's pretty fun. I like the game. And then now my kid, my son, wants to play Pokemon. So now it's two collectible card games. I have to get a second job. <laughs> Just a kid. Nice fucking collectible card games. I think there was a time when I tried to get you to, to play Magic, or at least try it. Yeah, you did, and that never worked. But of course, being a stubborn bastard, he can't just try something. <laughs> no, I think we played like one game, didn't we? Mm-mm. You're just a bastard. No, you had the cards, and you brought them over, but I, you, you showed me, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Doing that. He's like, I'm not a dork. And then you look around his house, <laughs> and you're like, sure, pal. <laughs> you enjoy that delusion. I'm not a dork. I went and alphabetized my comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I I, I like the game because it, it, it's just, you know, it's fun. It's social. We went to the, uh, found a local, me and my my buddy here found a local uh, shop. And it's kind of cool because the shop doesn't sell comic books. It's all cards. That's it. Oh, it sells, yeah. And that's kind of dope yeah. because then it's that vibe, you know. And, and for me, like, it's dope. That, I, I would say that's dope. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to a comic shop and they sell magic cards, it's a comic shop that sells magic cards. Right. It's not. It, the, there's there's always a skew towards the card, which is fine. I love comics too, but this place was dope. I mean, it w- it was had one big desk. Um, they had they had Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, the World of Warcraft trading card game, a few other ones, and obviously Magic was the forerunner, um, being that that is the the biggest trading card game known to man. <laughs> Found like seven million, seven million people. No, six million people play over seventy different countries. Right. It's just insane. So they um they had a big desk and they had just tons of cards, tons of packs, tons of this. Everybody at the shop was fully not like they knew everything about every game. It was pretty incredible. And the rest of the shop was a bunch of tables. You know, to play <laughs> games, <laughs> and they do the typical tournaments and casual, and then league shit, and then all that. And then also, there's some old ass uh, arcade games in there. Like they had the Tron uh, arcade box. Oh, nice! I was like, this place is dope. So I went with my buddy, who is uh, a little more blessed with the cash than I am. So I bought a fifty cent card. Because I was steady broke when I went in there. Because he was the one that wanted to go. <laughs> don't you hate? Goes, don't you hate it when you go into places like that and you're just like steady broke? You're just steady bitch. That's yeah. what it is. And then he goes, uh, and I thought he was gonna get like a couple booster packs. Now he buys the box of thirty six booster packs, which costs a hundred and twenty dollars. Fuck. And just we sit at the table and open every single <laughs> pack, and he got some sick fucking cards. Like he got. What they call epics, which are the rarest cards. So basically, if he would have sold just those epics, he would have made the money back that he spent 
oh shit on it like it, it was legit and then of course me i'm like you know you probably don't need this card <laughs> i could just take it to, i need that card fuck because <laughs> I, I built a little deck and it's it's a good deck but it needs it needs some tlc yeah so. but I've, I've i've already promised myself i'm not going to get too deep because you can get too deep into magic and you oh. you ain't coming up with a rent check because you <laughs> <laughs> you buy decks and shit. Yeah, where well, you're yeah. going up to your landlord. You know, you see what happened was... Right. You're shuffling your deck as you're yeah. talking to him. Yeah, so the last card got a little foxing on the side, so I need, yeah. I needed to replace that. Exactly. And I have to get... um, I have to get the sleeves for two reasons. One, because it protects the cards. Yeah. The little card sleeves. And two, it's so much easier to shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have to get a binder for the ones I'm not using because I, I do like to collect too and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just keeping that nerd cred strong, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, because uh, and one of the things I wanted to say too was um, that uh, I finally got to sit down and play um, a bit of uh, Tomb Raider. Yes. And uh, that fucking shit is amazing if you have not played it literally ran it steal it i don't give a shit but the the tone of the game is set up from the very minute lara croft comes on the screen mm-hmm. so the minute she comes on the screen and then just that whole and this is all credit shit so I, 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 there's real no spoiler in it you end up on the island and then you get knocked the fuck out and you hanging with all these dead bodies and it's just a complete like Run for your fucking life in that. If you listen to um, to uh, uh, the video game podcast next week, Pat and I actually talk about it because we both played a bit of it. And uh, <laughs> it was funny, too, because I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I did. Uh, and we and Pat and I had a good kick out of it was when she's holding the torch and then she goes to look at something. She literally sets the torch on the table. And then looks through whatever it is she's looking through. And I'm thinking, and nothing catches fire? Well, everything's wet. <laughs> but it, it just was struck me as being funny. It's like she, you know, when, no, when she's in the room, there, there's one where she goes down uh, into that cavern and then starts finding, you know, all that other stuff where she wants to get to Samantha. And she goes to that cavern and she comes out and it's dry. And then she looks and sees this box and then she sets the torch down on the table and then goes into it. I'm like, oh, wow, and okay. <laughs> it just seemed a bit funny to me uh, how that whole thing works out. He wanted to scream, she's a witch. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, she's she's possessed. She has the demon in her. You know what? And honestly, and I'm not trying to sound women's lib and all that, but I, I the biggest thing I like about the game is that Laura Croft is a real person now. Yeah. Like the 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 character has depth. And not that depth they tried to instill in the later games. Like, the the real... Like, she's a real character. Like, there's a scene in it. And this is a quick... Oh, did you get to this part? Which part? Who have you fought? Or, no, no, no. What weapons do you have? Um... Shit. The, the reinforced bow. The one, the tether bow. Where you're firing mm-hmm. the, the tether line. Mm-hmm. Um trying to remember what else i got the um do you have any sort of gun yeah i have a gun 
Okay. Yeah. So who did you get that gun from? Uh, we got the gun from. We got the gun kind of early on because we're just after the the rescue plane crashed. Was and, it? Was and, there like a fight involved in getting the gun? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you're here yet because I can't remember when it happened. Uh, never mind. I'm not even gonna say it because <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> But uh, there basically there's a part where, being that the, the the character of Laura Croft is being actually acted by someone, it's it's not just a computer. Like it is a computer, obviously, but the person's being motion captured, and you could just see like raw motion and 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 the struggle and all that, and and, and it really does play out like a movie, but a really good fucking movie. Yeah. Like a movie you wouldn't mind catching at the theater. Yeah, I mean, so far with everything that's going on, I've been very, very pleased with the story. I've been pleased with the there, – there's been – there's that one – we talked about this before the podcast too, that one voice, that, that really bad Sean Connery impression. Right. Uh, the – and we didn't – we decided not to follow him. It was like, oh, God, that was bad. Like, oh no! Yeah, you know what? What are you thinking? No, 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 no. Why? Why are we doing that? Yeah. <laughs> this, this, no, no. Let's retcon this right away. Yeah. Um. But overall, you know, I've I've really liked it because right now I'm at the part where I'm going to catch the um. I'm trying to save the co-pilot. And uh, that that's where I'm at right now. So. Oh, then you have you have passed the part that I was talking about. The part that I was talking about, you've passed it. It's the one where the, it's the like rebels and the dudes like touching her inappropriately. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And then she shoots him in the head. Yeah. And then she just drops down and starts crying. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's, like that that's part way early on. Yeah. Yeah, that part when she like dropped down and started screaming and and crying. Yeah. That that really that was the part that was like, oh, this game is something else. Like this yeah. this game is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, when we when I played that one and just like boom right through the head, I was like, oh shit! And then yeah, the shake and and um, then she just starts um, freaking out there. I was just like going, wow! But it was it was yeah, it was really cool to see a lot of that. But it was what's funny that struck me as funny. It was like, you know, when you have to break shit to try to find all that, you know, all your little points and stuff like that. It cracks me up because I'm like, isn't she an archaeologist and why is she breaking all this shit? This is the world's worst archaeologist, you know? <laughs> she don't give a shit. I know. She grew up in the streets. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, I think uh, I think that about wraps us up. So uh, be sure yeah. To, yeah, be sure to check out most of these stories and more on the website, thelazygeeks.com, except for the comic story that Adam read. <laughs> Uh, be sure to subscribe to our uh, Lazy Geeks Network. You can listen to all the other shows we have here for you, like uh, Crash Test Movie Dummies, Lazy Ring of Death, and In the Ink. Uh, like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. You can follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, one word. Or you can follow me, at Lazy underscore Nomad, or Adam over there, at Lazy underscore Sapien. The Lazy Geeks theme was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment on this or any podcast, either on the I, on the iTunes. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck me. And soon, also soon, once I can figure out how to do it, 
on um, Windows uh, Windows's music service too, because we need to get it over there as well. Being that I have a Windows phone, it'd be nice if I could download my own podcast. Yeah, it would be. Um, <laughs> so that's really the only reason I give a fuck about everybody else. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! Real quick, uh, I'm post. I, I'm gonna post this to Lazy Geeks. <laughs> everybody, go to the Lazy Geeks Facebook page and read um it's it looks like a facetime chat it's really funny i'm gonna i'm gonna save it though you guys go find it yourselves <laughs> because it's 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 special <laughs> all right and uh tell us uh go ahead and comment on this or on the site thelazygeeks.com uh tell us the good the bad and the sexy and uh, be sure to leave a comment because if you do we just may read it on the podcast like we did today uh remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until next week, I'll peace out. Uh, uh-huh.